The San Jose Sharks have now lost seven in a row. Meanwhile, the Vegas Golden Knights have won eight in a row and are headed to the postseason once again. We'll talk about defensive mistakes and among other things. And some more kudos for Patrick Marlowe right now on Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. The Sharks get swept in Vegas. No dice. The dealer had 21 when he had 20. The sl- the, those slots just didn't do anything. Oh, wait, I'm talking about my luck with, with in the casino. Sharks lose 5-2 to the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Teal Town After Dark. We do this after every single game, home and away. We talk about it. So if you want to be part of the show, teal together and interact with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. Follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It really does go a long way. SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, and of course, find everything at tealtownusa.com. Good evening, everyone. Freshly off of a plane, <laughs> I am Eric Curra at Puckeye 14. I am joined by Mr. Al Martinet. And you're on mute, bud. <laughs> that is my bad. I'm the one that messed up. But uh, how you doing, Puckeye? Well, I was going to say there, there's there's a puck possession mess up, turnover mess ups. We're trying to do a little too much here and there. You know, it's just one little thing after another. Oh, boy. But I'm doing okay. Um, the trip was great. It was great to have, you know, have a little time with the girlfriend and a little time uh, meeting up with uh, with uh, Hockey Jerk uh, for a little bit yesterday. Uh, of course, the experience at the game was great as well, albeit the loss. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a rough one, indeed. So uh, let's I get mean, into. This season's been rough, but but yeah. the, the, this is getting to the point where we're you know, where where you're you're going you know. Oh five and two against Vegas, who's supposed to be your rival. I mean, it's not even a rivalry when you when you are zero for yeah. seven against Las Vegas. Okay, sure, like Patrick uh, Tyler would say, you know. Uh, there's a difference between 0 and 7 and 0, 5 and 2. Yeah, you got two points. You know, that's great. You know, and you had a lead in this game. You had a lead Monday night. You had a lead the last time they were in Vegas. I think the first one when they when they melt down and Ryan Reeves was... They were it. up 3-1 last time too. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and they were in it against uh, the other time, but they lost in that one. Um you know, they played well in Vegas. They just have nothing really to show for it uh, except for one point. And, and honestly, for if you're team playoffs versus team tank, that's not good enough for you. No. And really the only time the Sharks have come up top on Vegas is that really that epic seven-game series against Vegas. Um, Vegas has had the Sharks number practically every time um for the past two plus years yeah i mean they mentioned it on on the uh broadcast and with the win tonight 
Vegas against San Jose. Vegas is now 15-1-3 against yep. the Sharks. Their only regulation win was in January 2019. I think that was when Jonas Donskoy scored his final regular season goal as a Shark. Um, you know, I was actually at that game. <laughs> uh, and uh, so... Let's get into it. it. Things started to look pretty good. Two and a half minutes in, Timo Meyer, you know, was kind of in a net mouth scramble. I think the puck went off of him after Shellman. Uh, or let me get it right for you, jerk. You're well. Shellman, you know, throws a puck on net, and good things can happen. You know, Flurry doesn't see it. It goes in early on. It's one nothing San Jose. I thought, okay, not bad. Yeah, this is um, Tima's goal in a very, very long time. Um, very much like you said, just get pucks done tonight. Anything can happen. And you have a 1-0 lead for your rookie goaltender and something to build off of. Um, this is now three straight games where the Sharks have had the opening goal. And I don't know if it's they're now revolting or going back to um, how they were playing in mid-January, mid-April, where they just or mid-February, where they just couldn't hold a lead, and that's really just kind of just showing on the ice right now. Right. In <laughs> uh, it's like okay, you got off a good start. Kosanash gets a start. I thought he played spectacular, especially yes. in that first period. Uh, what was it? Nineteen shots in yep. the first. Shots I mean... were nineteen to eight in the first period, um, and. It was about the same in the second period. Um, the Sharks did play a little bit better in the second period and in the third period. Well, not in the third period, but, right. um, but the second period, I thought it was a fair game in the second period. But in the first period, it was a it could have been far worse. And Korsanash, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Kosanash. Kosanash. Um, honestly, really impressed with his worst ethic. Um, I thought he was really aggressive. Um Take it, this was his second game this season mm -hmm. compared to Jones. I don't know how many. I would have to look up the stats. But <laughs> um, but he looked fresh. He looked like he knew, he knew what he was doing. Um, maybe he played a, a little bit too aggressive at times. But honestly, it wasn't his fault for why the Sharks lost tonight. No. I, I thought he played fairly well in, in this game. You know, again, like I said, you know, 35 saves on 39 shots. I mean, yes, it's an 897 save percentage, but I thought the barrage that Vegas was putting on San Jose early on, it could have it could have been really worse because like Ian said it says in the chat, the score masked how much Vegas dominated this game. Yeah. You know, uh I mean, Vegas was all over them early and uh you know, it, it's just was unacceptable to see the the sharks just come out flat again, and uh, despite maybe a one a, nothing lead too, for that matter. I mean, and this was another prime opportunity for the sharks where the wild lost tonight, or, or the the Coyotes lost tonight, um, lost tonight, and they could have made up ground. And you're not going to get many opportunities, especially down the stretch. Um, you know, the Blues have one more game on hand for the sharks. And on Arizona, you got to win those type of games. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's those things, and along with getting on the power play. I mean, uh, 
yeah, he had, he, he, they went, what was it tonight? They went 0 for 3 on the power play tonight. They yeah. went 0 for 2 on on Monday night, 0 for, 2, 0 for 3 in the in the two games against Minnesota. So now 5, 8, so 0 for 8 in the last four games on the power play. Mind you, I think you were on with me um, at the end of the, the homestand. 2 for 20 on the homestand. So now in their last nine games, the Sharks are now 2 for their last <laughs> yes. 28 <laughs> on the man advantage. I mean, it's bad. It it's the offense is dry. They mentioned Vander Kane, who's been one of the highlights of the year for for the Sharks. One goal in his last now nine games. Yep. Um, one of the most consistent forwards. Not you can't make anything wrong. You can't say anything bad about him this season. But honestly, like the power play has been the huge issue and. Mm-hmm. And they could have actually like made it, you know, two one, three one, but like, you know, there was a power play in the second period that could have led, you know, they could have at least generated momentum, but it just was so disastrous that led to a two two tie up game that just backfired for the Sharks right away. Yeah, and that's the thing is that, you know, Marcheseau gets the goal. I mean, Vegas always finds a way to get a bounce back either. They get a goal, you know, Marcia So gets his first of the game from Carlson Martinez, uh, you know, and then Hurdle would get, uh, would make it 2-1 on a nice slapper that beat Flurry. I was like, Hurdle, nice. Yeah. You know, um, r- really cool. Uh, but the thing is, is that the Sharks, for some reason, would take penalties against Vegas. And I saw this on Monday night in person and also tonight would stop moving their feet and it would end up taking penalties against, you know, against Vegas. And it's, and unfortunately Vegas knows how to work their power play and Vegas has been struggling too. They're one of the worst power play teams in the league and they've been struggling. And then it's like, Oh, and they have the talent to be one of the best power plays. Um, they have top forwards. They have, um, Mark Stone, like honestly, like if things get going from him, I could see that being a real asset when they get into the playoffs. Um, but to your point about the Sharks not moving their feet, like uh, I thought Ferraro's penalty in the second period when he just decides to grab the shoulder of a Vegas forward, I'm not, I'm not too sure who it was, but he's essentially just holding him. He's kind of just asking for a penalty call, right? Uh, I want to say that was, uh, I think it was Theodore who was pinching yeah. in, you know, uh, on that same spot though, he tries to make up for it. I think he was pinching down uh, like later in the game. He gets back and breaks up a play from Petrangelo pinching up. Uh, so he can, he can try to balance things out, but you know, it gets into issues. Uh, let's talk about another fenceman that, that had an interesting game tonight. Brent Burns. Um, I, oh, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of hit that was. I think it was just like a push into the, in the, in the nameplate from patch ready, but patch went into the boards a little weird. I mean, I've seen glitches on like NHL 21 and, and that looked like a glitch hit, but I'm, I mean, granted, I'm glad max was okay. Uh, but they were a little feisty 
as the whistle blew after a stoppage right after that, and both of them went in for cross-checking. It seemed like he got Burns really riled up, uh, you know, and it started the, the 3,900 Vegas fans in attendance started booing. Uh, Ian, I was with you when you tweeted it out. It's like, it's nice to hear the booing because that means there's fans in the stands, which just means we're getting somewhere with this thing. Signs of the times. Um, but no, like, I, even if, like, the, the state of the Sharks, like, I still think this is going to be one of the best rivalries um, in hockey. Like, just the way the locations are, the where fans can travel back and forth. Um, even for Sharks in L.A., I think this is honestly, like, one, two. Like, um, these are games you honestly want to go to and experience, especially in the playoffs. Um, yeah, like, I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon, even if Vegas is winning the total battle right now, 15-1. to one. Yeah, and it's tough. Uh, and 15-1 and, and to one is just like, you know, Come on. It's Seriously. not much of a battle at the, right now. Yeah. Um, so let's get to comments that coming in from the locker room. Uh, Bob Bugner saying, Kosa Nash uh, made big saves to keep us in the game. You could see he was more comfortable. We knew he, this would be, would be a tough game, and he battled hard. Uh, you know, again, like we said, despite being 897 save percentage, he put up 35 saves on on a really good squad. Yes. Um you know, a lot of comments coming in from, uh, well, let's get to the Bugner one here. Rocky and I made the choice to switch up the D pairs in the second. We kept it uh, because we were, we thought we were playing better. And so you saw a lot of uh, changes with the defensive core um, just to see if there's something you can do anything, you know, honestly here. Uh, but like we mentioned, two for 28 in the last nine games for the Sharks on the power play. Uh, Bob saying our our power play has to get going. That's the difference in these tight games. You have to have good special teams when you go up against these guys. Uh, and you talk about the power play, but you know the penalty kill. You know, lets in another, lets in another. You know, power play goal tonight. And again, Mark Stone, his third power play goal in two games. Uh, you know, gets gets this one tied up at two after hurdle. You know. Fires one in, some Marlowe and Carlson. We talked about the Ferraro penalty, and then Stone from Pacioretty and and Theodore. That ends up being Pacioretty's six uh, hundredth point in the NHL. Uh, but Mark Stone, pretty special guy. Yeah, he does. He's been doing most of his damage in front of the net, um, similar to a former Sharks forward uh, tipping the puck in front of the net. Um, he had an awesome, you know, simply just kind of dunking the on Korzenosh. Um He's been one of the most underrated players in the NHL for quite a long time. Some of that's playing in Ottawa, but once he's gone into Vegas, um, yeah, he's been really been taking off. Um, you know, even Pacioretty, uh, I've really liked his game. Um, so Vegas is stacked with forwards and even their defensive core is lined up. So it's really their major, their only major flaw is can they get consistent goaltending? Um, I'm sure they can get it with Flurry, but um, that's and, still like one of their that's their major flaw right now. And, and goaltending wise, they are they're fairly solid though. I mean, a great combo between uh, Flurry and Robin Leonard. We'll talk about what went wrong with Robin Leonard later on. But I mean, 
they're not going to be affected by the expansion draft, so they can afford to have, you know, a, a good, strong, good, strong uh, goaltending, you know. I mean, the thing is, it's just, you know, that's the same play we saw Stone do the other night. You have to look at the film and kind of have your defense help him out. It can't be just Jones or Koshinash, you know. I mean, yeah, it's just, you know. The, the thing, if you look at cap friendly, like, the Vegas only pays, their top defenseman is $8.8 million. That's Augs, Pat, you know, Patrangi. Patrangi, um, yeah. But, like, everything else, it's forward-based. Keeping the puck, controlling the neutral zone. Um, you know, that's how the Sharks used to build their core around. But, like, they made a huge bet, and they're going to be paying it for a long time. Yeah. And that's the bet that we've made. And that's how they got to deal with it. You know, unfortunately, teams that aren't giving everything to them right away have to go through. They have to go through and you know reset and rebuild you don't get you don't get to you know practically pick and choose your squad no matter what uh ryan donato uh with some comments now uh korshanash made some ridiculous saves for us tonight and that's all you can ask for he gave us a chance uh we all know how things how quickly things can change we've been playing with that mentality that these are must-win games sometimes it doesn't go your way but we need that continued effort Okay, well, let's put it this way. Those are must-win games. You haven't won the one in seven. Sometimes it doesn't go your way, but you need the continued effort. You need the continued effort. But I also thought some some places, they got, they got slow. They got slow, and it's just, you know... And, and it got I, I, a little lazy. I mean, with all these penalties that they, they've been taking... And we can question some if they are or not, uh, but it, it just seems unacceptable. And, and I, I would hope that the, the organization was on it, you know, thinks that what's going on here is unacceptable. You know, I honestly thought that these two games against Vegas, I thought Vegas was not as sharp, um, but like these two games were winnable. And I felt the penalty troubles in the second period really did cost momentum for the Sharks because um, it was 2-1 um, like midway through the second period. But yeah. like the Sharks got into penalty trouble. Eric Carlson got a penalty. Um, and then Ferraro got you know a penalty. Um, that was, it made it 2-1, 2-2, and then 3-2 in less than, I think, like four minutes. So, yeah. you know, that little stretch right there where you're, just taking nonsense penalties and not cashing in on your penalty or cashing on your power play. It's just stupid. That's where it comes to down. Like Bob said, that's where this comes to town. You know, it, when you go two for 28 on the power play in your last nine games, that's a huge difference between winning and losing, especially since again, you had a lead tonight. You had a lead Monday night. When you played them last month, you had a lead on them before and just fall apart. And what was the case? Vegas cashed in on their power plays. And you know what? That's the difference. So, 
you know, moving onward later in the period, Huck takes a roughing call, then is back out on the ice. He gets the essential game winner to make it 3-2. One of those back-breaking, you know, goals in the last five minutes that we've seen from the Golden Knights against the Sharks. It's either like they score in the first five or the last five and just come on. And honestly, in the third period, I thought Vegas looked more refreshed than anything, you know. And yep. that's also becoming a theme for this team, even from night one. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's just, you know, the conditioning now has to be questioned. And granted, everything that they've gone through and everything, you know, I'm not even going to talk about Arizona because that's, I think that's so beside the wayside now. But I mean, just to have the legs in the third. I mean, we've seen it more and more than anything now. I mean, that leads are blown. And it just seems like that that's kind of what's been killing this team. Granted, the lead was blown in, in the second, not the third tonight. Um, one stat I've always said this season is the Sharks have blown eight leads when they've scored first. Eight oh, leads. Um, if you're looking for a point of the season where they've just, you know, they could have made the playoffs, that's it. Yeah. Um, they. I mean, like, you know, in January, February, that was a big issue. They've really stopped that in March and April. But, like, you're talking about, like, blowing a 3-1 lead against Vegas, blowing a 4-1 lead against St. Louis. Uh, I can go down the list if you really wanted me to. But no, like, I mean, I remember the second game of the season. They had that game against Arizona, and they lost, you know, uh, thanks to Phil Kessel. I mean, it's just... <laughs> Of all people, of all people, we'll hot do- dog man Phil Kessel. We we will talk about uh we will talk about Phil Kessel in a little bit too, but then Marcia So makes it four two. You can thank William Carlson for screening uh, Koshinash on there. Uh, Mucho Salt, you know, is is making sure we're wasting our time with the Sharks this season. I guess is what he would probably say, but uh, his little mouth just keeps running and running, and I can't. I'm sure there were comments from him saying, you know, this isn't a rivalry anymore. You know, uh, no, no, it is. It hasn't been a rivalry in the regular season for quite a while. And um, it's probably going to be that while for a couple of years just because of how things are with the Sharks. And that's nothing to do with the players. That's um, more or less not even the coaching. It's Doug Wilson. And um, I'll, I'll ask you, Puckeye, do you think Wilson comes back next season he'll be back uh he'll be back i think just because he has a good rapport with with hasso um and honestly outside you know outside i don't know who's out there gm wise i mean (laughs) who's out there that will replace him i mean if there's if there's somebody that's got a better record that's out there that can replace him that's available Okay, you, you can maybe get that going, but I mean, know. what's what has been kind of the talk is that maybe Doug Wilson Jr. might replace him, but like honestly, that's just as bad. That's uh, just as worse. I mean, I I don't even think he's ready yet. He just took over director of scouting, yep. you know, a couple of years ago when when they drafted Ryan Merkley. 
I mean, it's still early on to see what how how he's going to be. Of course, you know, DW can help DW Jr. But honestly, I, I think it's a no doubter that it's it's Doug Doug will be back next year. You know, so um, and and that's how it is. And, and like Ian says again, like again, the score masked how not close this game was. Sharks got a couple really nice shots, one and done plays. And when you have one and done plays along with a crappy power play. It's going to bite you in the butt and, you know, not getting that, that sustained pressure with, uh, with it. Yeah. They put up 33 shots, but I'm surprised it was 33, you know, uh, I mean, granted the defense calmed down everything, only allowing, you know, 21, 21 shots, uh, in the last two periods. But I mean, Vegas sent the message early on. Stayed the course and waited for them to part, the fall apart. Yep. Took advantage to it, you know. And and like AJ said, no matter who the GM is, they still have to deal with the same contracts, you know. I mean, that's still not like, it's still not a good excuse not to fire him. But like, honestly, it still sucks. Yeah. It 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 does um, because you know, uh, uh, Sharks fans, we've gone through a lot, and those who've been here like yours truly since day one. To see the pain f- going through, and and now I'm getting shades of '93 again. Now that we've lost seven in a row. Um, trade deadline's gone and going forth. So when we get to ten, there's no magical Joe Thornton coming over to save us. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's just is what it is. Um, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, I mean, I mean, right now you're you're stuck in a rut. You're stuck in a rut. You have to find your way to get. It's not to compare the the Suez Canal thing with the sharks, but I mean, it's kind of like you're stuck with everything, and you need to get some room to get out, and eventually right the ship again. You know, the only real way for the sharks to get out of this is if Eric Carlson shows up, or if Timo Meyer shows up, the people that Doug Wilson banked on, and. Those two players are probably going to have to carry the Sharks, but, like, they haven't showed up all season. Um, Eric Carlson, like, you would think he would make the simple plays this season or even, like, tonight where you had a rookie goaltender, but, like, he was making just uncrisp characters, bad passes, making the flashy passes that would lead to turnovers for Vegas. Um, A lot of times just... I felt like he was creating offensive chances for Vegas way too much. Um, there was like a chance in the offensive zone where he just passed the puck straight to Vegas. Um, you know, I think there's plenty of talent with Eric Carlson, but like I think he's more geared towards a wing culture than some a retooling or re, a uh, you know what the state of the Sharks is right now. Well, and I think there. I mean, granted, Ottawa got close one year. Uh, I think in 2017, the conference final uh, lost to Pittsburgh. But at the same time, you know, there was a lot of talent on those Ottawa teams with Carlson. And there's a decent amount of talent with this hockey club in San Jose. But, um, I mean, honestly, the talent isn't there on on there. I don't know. And, and yeah. you know, I don't want to say you have to dumb down the plays, but maybe you make a simple play rather than making a fancy play for Eric Carlson. I think that's that's more so than anything what you have to look at. 
Uh, so we can keep on going on Eric Carlson. We've done that all season. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean he's been a uh, he's been the punching bag for uh, for uh, <laughs> for uh, Sharks fans everywhere. Uh, some more comments uh, from from the locker room here. Uh, Mark Edward Vlasic, it doesn't matter who you're playing, we want to win. We're still chasing that fourth spot, and once you're in, anything can happen. Oh, please. Please. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. You know, and, and the worst part is that he doubles down with it, literally, since he's at Vegas. Coyote's lost, so we're still in it. We can get there. We just have to get points now. Kosinash played really, really well. I'll give you that. He played really, really well. You didn't help things with the penalty or, or not being taking your man that costs, you know, the Sharks or, a goal. You or know. screening him for the fourth goal that let, you know. Right. Please, can we stop talking about playoffs? It's just not going to happen with the way it is right now. But, but that's the thing, you know. Uh, I'll, I'll pull up the, the standings. With Arizona losing tonight, you know. I mean, the Sharks had an opportunity again. I mean, just think. Just think if they win three of those games that they lost in the seven-game losing streak. Al, we, we we would be up two points on a playoff spot right now if we had just won half of the games in the, in the streak, you know. And it's just frustrating to see that you have the opportunity, but I guess hashtag Team Tank. Like I want to like believe, but like this team has played like frauds all season, and you're expecting them to just snap into action just like the last what eleven or twelve games of the season? No, no, they haven't shown it all season. And I thought, you know, bear in mind what Eden said last game, but like they haven't helped any goaltender out in net all season. Like, it doesn't matter. Couture has been injured. Myers played like crap all season. Eric Carlson's been a ghost or has been, frankly, a painful, has hurt the team all season. Mm -hmm. You can go down the list. It's not happening. And as soon as you realize that, it's easier to watch the games. But, like, it's not happening. (laughs) It's not happening, but it's unacceptable to have a seven-game losing streak. Yes. I mean, if you gave an effort, like, I'll give them credit for, I guess they blew a 2 nothing lead on Monday, but I'll give an effort. They played with Vegas, and they played hard with them on Monday night. You know, if you were showing me that kind of that consistently and we're losing, okay, I'll give that to you. But when you lay an egg like this, the two games against Anaheim against a third-string goaltender. Yes. Then you fall apart against L.A. You blow Arizona. Last time they were in Vegas, they they had a lead and blew it. All of those, all of those, you could have been in something. That's what gets me infuriated about this team, is that this team sometimes wants to show up. They're okay. Okay, we're we're okay. Or they get cocky. He's like, yeah, not even close. Here's my apple. Yeah, not even close. That's not even close by best game. Okay, you know what, Eric? You know what? I'm going to get on, on, on you for once. Show up every damn game. Timo Meyer. actually, I don't know. Do you show up at all? 
Yes, the puck went bounced off of your shin pad and you got a goal tonight. <laughs> okay? But you know what? Don't fucking quit on on your fans. Don't fucking quit on the team. Because right now, you guys look splintered, defeated, tired, and you're not showing up. I mean, shoot. Patrick Marlowe broke a big, important record last night. And th- those fuckers who think that, you know, oh, that's not a big deal. You know, it is a big deal. But you know what? The Sharks surely didn't think it was because, I mean, that that game they should have dominated. They should have dominated that game, and it's an embarrassment that they they played the way they did last on Monday night. Yeah, they played you, good, but it's an embarrassment that they lost that one. And, you would have the, thought they would have gone five and two, just like or even like a positive record leading up to that game, gearing up to that where Patrick Marlowe eventually breaks the record. Like you would have had some momentum up to that night, but even like even losing the games against LA or Anaheim, something was just let out that night where they just couldn't get back uh, the momentum. And we talk about momentum all the time, but like this team's playing hurt and every team's playing hurt, but the Sharks are just lost. Oh, yeah. Go ahead now. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No. And and, I mean, yeah, everybody's playing hurt. Couture, something's definitely wrong with him. He is not uh, 100%. You know, a lot of these guys are, are really fit, but it's like, come on. It's like, shoot. And, and again, I see a lot of people getting upset because I curse and I apologize for that. Usually you guys know I usually don't curse, but it's just infuriating that this team didn't show up, for, you know, tonight. They didn't show up for Monday. Um, you should see the discord. Yeah. You know, of course. Um, but speaking of Marlo, another milestone tonight uh, we'll we'll give him some love here. Becomes just the fourth player in NHL history with uh, 900 games in a row. Uh, he's number four all time in the longest Ironman streaks all in the NHL. Uh, Keith Yandel started his streak just a couple weeks prior at 9:13. Uh, in just a day or two, he'll tie Gary Unger. Which, you know what? Uh, fun fact: Gary Unger. Gary Unger, uh, former head coach of the Roller Hockey Internationals, uh, Oakland Skates. Yeah, there, there's your, there's your, give me that stat of the night, you know. Uh, so Yandel at nine thirteen, Marlowe at nine hundred, Phil Kessel still active. Those hot dogs are doing awesome. Must get a deal at Costco at eight ninety one. <laughs> I don't know what they put in them, but hey, good for them. Uh, and then, of course, Brent Burns, you know, down the list at fourteen all time, with five hundred eighty six. You know, so kind of cool there to have. Uh, oh wait a minute, there we go. You know, to have overall. So, and congrats to Patty, another night for a milestone nine hundred uh, nine hundred games in a row. I mean, that again. Nothing that that's glamorous like goals or points or assists like you know like a former you know former uh, shark Joe Thornton oh yeah boys yeah way to whip it out in the video against against Marlo yeah yeah this was a huge week for Marlo because it really does can cement his Hall of Fame candidacy in in many ways he doesn't have any hardware um, he never has been a heart you know finalist. Um, and this having the Gordie Howe games played accomplishment 
really does set him apart from a lot of players in the HL. Um, you know, passing, you know, Gordie Howe, passing Mark Messier, um, passing people that have been figures in this league for quite a long time. Um, and also like playing 900 straight games. Like that's just a huge accomplishment. Um, but I don't think he would get into the Hockey Hall of Fame if he didn't start this many games in a row. Um, he really needed this record to get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. If I, he gets into the Hall of Fame. Again, I, I will I will I will battle and say, you know, you know, he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I think he gets in. You know, he, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't have the big shiny thing. He has two Olympic gold medals. I'll give him that. But, you know, uh, Ryan, you know, you're right. You know, Marlowe's teammates let him down all week, plain and simple. And we don't, again, we don't know how much, how much, uh, you know, uh, these guys are hurt. But at the same time, it's like you were right on the cusp. That little extra effort, that little, just that little push will just get it, get it to be, uh, you know. Yep. I mean, I don't want to say that they can just turn it around these next 11 or 12 games, but, um, you know, they can possibly have another locker room meeting. They can possibly get back and healthy, but like, it's a tough road because, um, theoretically that should have been the stretch where they've played Anaheim. They played Vegas leading up to tonight where they play, where, Frankly, they just just not taking advantage of their opportunity. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's the thing. Um, so the Sharks lose this one five to two. Uh, Vegas, with the win, clinches the playoff spot. They're the first team in the league to clinch a playoff spot. So uh, just a double double whammy on on top of everything else. Uh, but. Uh, following the morning skate, uh, goaltender uh, Robin Leonard had some choice words about the NHL because uh, of some of the things that the league had promised once players were starting to get vaccinated. some point, we got to start looking at the mental health of people around us, not just the NHL, but everyone in society, and see how can we start getting back to normalcy because the problem is going to be huge, but being lied to us about things changing to for kind of forces to take the vaccine unacceptable and to now when we have taken the vaccine to have the excuse of saying nah it's not we're not changing because of competitive advantage it's outrageous so a lot of things a lot in there and i know uh leonard went on twitter to kind of explain himself a little bit more uh, but what do you what do you think from all of this? Because uh, again, we we saw what these guys went through during the bubble, and while the bubble went through flawlessly as possible, there's a lot of restrictions that the league has quietly put into these players to make sure that they don't get COVID right away. And granted, we've had a lot of issues going on. We saw Buffalo, New Jersey early in the year. We saw Vancouver, you know, not too long ago. They just got back to playing. Colorado's missing Philip Grubauer, uh, which probably f facilitated the trade for Devin Dubnik, perhaps. But, I mean, 
what do you take from it? Because yeah, there there's a lot of things going going on here, and he's right about the mental health because it's it's frustrating to not be able to get out and do things. So um, I think it's important to note that Robert Leonard has bipolar, and the worst thing you can do and take in mind, I don't have bipolar. I don't know people who have bipolar, but um, the, one of the worst things you can do for someone who has bipolar is isolation. And I think he's speaking more on that front of being isolated, um, being away from people. Um, I don't think he's necessarily, this is just my take on it, but like um, as someone who like, I, I, did, I got vaccinated, you know, felt great. But like, I think the fear of maybe he just wants getting vaccinated and that's more of my thing, but like having to just be isolated for someone and being able having your mental health be endangered mm -hmm. from it. That's more, I think he's more his issue with it. And you know what? It's, it's a huge thing and I don't blame him at all. I think a lot of them, a lot of people would say the same thing that, you know, we want to get back to normalcy, have some form of normalcy. You know, uh, I got vaccinated, you know, a little over two and a half weeks ago. Uh, and some sort of normalcy was going to Vegas. You know, that probably wouldn't have happened, you know, beforehand. That was something me and my girlfriend had talked about, about not doing anything, you know, until we're safe. And you know what? That's that's the thing, you know. And we, we're seeing a couple of people in the chat saying, yeah, we have bi bipolar uh, along with, you know, PTSD and ADHD and and being isolated and it sucks. Yeah, it totally, I totally get yeah. that. And that's frustrating. And especially early on in this whole pandemic. I mean, early on where it was strict shutdowns and, and isolations and everything to go and then to, to go into a bubble, you know, it's even more so. And now that you've gone, you know, a full calendar year, you've gone more so. There's even slight rumblings of a bubble again. I mean, it's it's got to be exhausting in the mental state for these players, and, and not just in players of, at all, but also in general, with with everybody, you know. Yeah, when the current season was, you know, in the talks of you know getting started, HLPA kind of pushed back about another bubble having multiple bubbles having a west bubble bubble for each division and i kind of feel bad for him because i kind of see points for why the angel wanted to have a bubble set up but like i think it's also important why you know to harass why he decided not to you know essentially just leave and go see his family take care of his family instead of being there for his teammates which makes perfect sense but he got a lot of hate for it and I think, honestly, it probably jeopardized a lot of his Hall of Fame candidacy um, down the road um, when it's all said and done. So, and I'm sure he doesn't really mind that, but like, you know, there's, I don't think there's, I think the HLPA is probably going to push back like once again uh, on another bubble, especially in the playoffs, just because more people are getting vaccinated. Um, we're now at 50% adults in the United States. And we are now what at April? Yeah. Let's just say seventy percent in May. 
I think you can, and we're starting to see more and more fans in the stadium, in stands, especially you. Like, um, little, it's starting to turn return back to normal, but like, it's very very slow. Yeah, and, and that's the thing I think for a lot of people, you know, not to get all great, you know, all serious here because we, I mean, this podcast is supposed to be a distraction of fun and everything, but when it comes to when we're crossing it with the league, we gotta we gotta talk about it, but. Once we get that that normalcy going again, and again, it is gonna take some time. It's gonna be slow. It's gonna be frustrating. You know, Rob with the super chat donation. Rob, thanks, but um, you know, pandemic has really messed with my anxiety. I'm glad I'm vaccinated now. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people have developed anxiety. I mean, I I definitely feel very anxious. Uh, you can definitely say sleeping <laughs> is is another issue. I'm not to compare it to anything else, but I mean, just to have some comparison what everything comes out about this i mean there's gonna be a lot of mental issues that you have to take care of you know um another super chat from burge7f91 thank you very much appreciate it of course if you use the super donation we do get a portion of that uh and it goes back to help support the show and pay for you know all of our expenses uh burge7f91 saying how many nhl's LHLers have gotten vaccinated so far, if any. What about in Canada? I haven't seen any any info on on the uh, on the players getting vaccinated. Now that it's really opened up in the United States, it's good. It's been getting better that it's going to be vaccinated, and, and there might be some people that are would be against it. But Canada I'm is sure. having a really tough time with vaccinations. I mean, Ian's mentioned that before. Yeah, I'm sure Ian can talk about it if he wants, but, um, you know, can't, the United States is way ahead of most countries, most developed countries in terms of getting people vaccinated. It sounds like Canada is not as, you know, they're a little bit behind. Um, some of that might also be because they've closed the border as soon as COVID became a pandemic. Um, you know, there's a lot of issues and I'm, it, it will, it will all get sorted out. Um, it's part of the reason why uh, the divisions got shifted around, but that's beside the point. Yeah. And in case you mentioned, in case you didn't see it, the game that was scheduled for Friday night in San Jose for the Sharks in Vegas was originally moved to May 10th. It's now been stretched out to May 12th. Uh, if you haven't uh, heard about that one. So the, the last game of the season will be May 12th in San Jose. Sharks and Golden Knights for that one. Will the Sharks get a win over the Golden Knights? That being said, and and to everyone out there, I hope we hope we covered that in the best way possible. Um, with yeah. regards to everything with the anxiety and the bipolarness, with everything that's gone on with everything. Um, if not, please reach into my DMs so that way I can respond to you in a better way. Um, that being said, let's make this a little bit lighter. Uh, Jerry F made a donation via Venmo, so we will get to your NHL wraparound, uh, and then a hint of of an AHL wraparound. So let's get to this. Uh, Blackhawks with a third period comeback against Nashville. They won five four in overtime. Nashville clinging to that fourth spot, but Dallas and Chicago are coming for you uh, with that. Uh, Hagel with the with not a bagel. Gets the game winner for Chicago, you know. Uh, moving onward, 
Minnesota does the Sharks and Blues a favor, uh, beating the Coyotes 4-1. to The Coyotes stand pat at 45. The Blues, who've been on another rough losing streak, uh, are at 44 with a few. They have three games in hand. Uh, and so they would most likely be the fourth, most likely be the fourth spot, you know, indeed for that one. Uh, the other game tonight, Canadians beat the Oilers four to three, uh, McDavid with his 25th on the season in a losing effort, Josh Anderson with two goals, Tyler Toffoli with his 22nd, I mean, Toffoli really making the Canucks pay dearly for not signing him in the off season, you know, uh, so that is your wraparound in that case. And in the AHL. Ooh, Barracuda. Where? There we go. Uh, the San Jose Barracuda played practically simultaneously with the uh, Sharks tonight as they went up against the San Diego Goals at the Shark Tank. And it wasn't pretty. Uh, final score: goal six, Barracuda two. On that one, your uh, your goal scores for uh, tonight: Joachim Blickfeld, uh, he got his twelfth of the season. Alex True, uh, to try to cut the lead uh, to one, but uh, San Diego would score three goals in the second period. Gee, what a shock! They they're like the like the big squad. Yeah. So. So that's that's that is your uh, update around the scoreboard and around the NHL this evening. Uh, again, the Sharks. If you want to look at the standings again, if you're like me and are hoping that they somehow get the uh, uh, get into this thing, uh, you have uh, Coyotes at 45 uh, with nine games left. St. Louis has four games in hand. So, like like Al and I said, you know, there's definitely. That to look forward. Sharks are still in. L.A. is still in. They have 13 games left at at 40. I wouldn't be surprised if L.A. you know leapfrogs the Sharks in that one. But uh, definitely, uh, <laughs> there's the top three, and then there's the middle four, <laughs> and <laughs> and and then Anaheim. <laughs> Who we lost to? Who we lost to? To a third string goalter. At this point, it might as well have been a. 42-year-old Zamboni driver who works for them, you know. So. I mean, I'm glad we're not in Toronto because right now we're just we're just bad, but we're not like with playoff hopes, we're not with aspirations, we're just bad. And, and we feel bad. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I wish I had the clip clip for it, but uh uh you know, my girlfriend had had gotten a message from uh Steve Dangle about a uh, about what he thinks of our of our of our show. In fact, I'll I'll try and make make a uh, play of it here. So, uh, but uh, Steve Dingle. Uh, he does have his own podcast called Teal Town After Dark. That sounds like hockey, but in underwear. Uh, so this begs the question, Al Martinet, are you only in your underwear right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm i'm in what i thought not, my... i don't talk for i don't talk about aj though let's see let's, let's, maybe... <laughs> don't 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 poke don't poke the aj don't poke the aj 
All right. In case you missed anything, or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Of course, please hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. We really would appreciate it. And of course, if anything, just check us out at tealtownusa.com where we have everything and everything that we put together. Of course, the technologists go on every Sunday night uh, along with us doing post games after everyone. Uh, We do have one more super chat. Uh, John, John, is that a PS5 on the bookshelf? It's real. And it's apparently awesome. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> let's just go with that so i don't want to i don't want to insult an entire fan base no. <laughs> so that'll do it for us uh sharks get some time off they're probably heading home tonight uh they'll get some rest they'll be back at it on saturday against um oh let's take a look let's see let's see who the sharks are playing on on saturday and it is uh oh crap it's minnesota Oh boy! Okay. Another playoff team, right? Yay, yay! Uh, huh. So Saturday, six p.m. Minnesota versus the Sharks, uh, and then, and then a big one going into next week. You have two at home against the Desert Dogs. You know, so we'll be. It'll be. Very interesting to see what happens. If they can get Minnesota, we're right back into this thing. I'm I'm telling you, I know, I know Ian's down for Team Tank. I know we should probably be going for a top five pick. But damn it, come on. We're right there. Uh, anywho, yep. Al, your final thoughts on where the people can find you. Um honestly, it comes down to those games against Arizona. Um, if they don't win both those games, it's over. But Long season, but you can continue to follow me on Twitter at Al Martin A. Always talking hockey, hockey always talking PlayStation, always talking. <laughs> but always there. Hope to see you there. All right. I am at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, as as suggested by Sharky Boy, what's our lottery pick of the season ended right now? Currently, the Sharks have the eighth best odds uh, in the lottery. Uh, so... Let's have some fun. Let's do the... Oh, shoot. Let's hit hit that. Uh, let's do the simulation lottery. And we have the Sharks staying put at 8th with uh, New Jersey jumping up three spots to win the draft lottery again. <sighs> really? Of course. So that'll do it for us. Uh, the conversation now continues on Discord. Uh, a bunch of us will be waiting in there and checking us out on on our audio chat. So join in the fun. It's really fun. Uh, and I probably need to wrap, put this pod bed to bed and then go to bed myself because honestly, it's been a long day. So until Saturday night where the Sharks take on the wild, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you Saturday night.